Well, hello. How are you doing this morning, my friend? Feeling pretty good, Kurt. How's things in Tennessee? Buddy, it has gone straight from winter to summertime. It is absolutely crazy. We were going down into the 30s and 40s all the way through the spring. And just before summer hits, it's like it just did an about face and immediately just smacked us in the face with 80, high 80s, high 90s, well, mid 90s. Wow. Um, so it's yeah, been a drastic change. Well, here we go. Summer, here we come. That's it. It's, you know, it's crazy how sometimes the spiritual and the physical kind of relate to each other. You know, I almost think that just like we were talking about the other day, how sometimes God keeps us in a hidden place, which we're going to kind of touch on that today, um, that in that same way, just like the weather this season just transferred from very cool to very warm to almost hot really quickly, it's like that's what God's doing in this season we're in right now, too. And it's, okay. it's amazing. But sometimes if we're not careful, we cannot be attentive to the times and the seasons that are happening in life when it comes to God, and we can completely miss a shift and not know it. Now, by a shift, what I mean is when God is moving us from one point to another, whether it's supernaturally or whether it could even be where we are transitioning almost like from one room to another. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like whenever God wants to promote us into a new line of work, or if he wants to encourage us to grow in a new area, or he sees that we are to the overflow point and he's ready for us to begin to pour into other people, but we're so comfortable in the things that we normally do that we completely miss that. But without moving from that room we're in into the new room, we don't even qualify to operate in the new giftings and the new anointings or the new graces that he has to pour into our life. But there's always a taste that he gives you beforehand. He always gives you a hint of what's coming and where he's trying to take you. It's just our job to be attentive to where he's guiding us, to where he's directing us. Yeah. So that's good. Just so that we can bring this home a little bit, can you think of a time in your life, Andre, where there was a transition that you personally went through that you almost missed the mark? Yeah. Or that if you were not attentive that you could have missed the mark. Yeah. You know, it goes back, and I mentioned this during a different call, uh, that there was a time where I made a transition from uh, living up north and moving back down to Texas, and it was a transition time. Doing what I was doing, working in customer service at the time, and moving into sales. And I think more than prior to the transition, but during the actual transition itself, uh, I didn't realize how difficult the change would be. And being in the midst of that change and realizing that I was really, I felt like a fish out of water, 
not realizing that God had placed gifts in me that I wasn't even aware of. But being placed into the situation of having to sell, those gifts were being called upon. And and being in that uncomfortable place was something that, you know, God used to actually wake those gifts up in me. And so I think that what happens during the transition time, yeah, during the transition time, many times I believe what happens is is that we look at opposition as a bad thing. And we look at opposition as if that means that maybe we're not even in God's will or we're somehow out of place. But that opposition oftentimes signifies that we're directly in God's will. And the enemy's fighting us because, you know, he sees that. And the, when you mentioned the hidden place, and again, this is a topic we're, we're touching on today. I thought, and you mentioned earlier as well, uh, Brother, you said that a lot of times the natural and the physical, uh, they're parallels in a lot of ways. And the way God even wired creation, you know, there's the hidden times in creation. You look at the way he set it up, the cocoon stage of a butterfly. There's a time where that butterfly is hidden away, the caterpillar, and then there's a hidden place in that cocoon. But that's a, a period of development period of growth, a period of preparation for what that caterpillar will become, will become a butterfly. You know, and, and human beings, we have the same thing. You know, there's, there's that hidden away stage in the womb. And during that time, it's also a time of preparation, a time of growth, a time of becoming what we will become. And so God, is, even in creation itself, he's laid out that plan. It's the same thing in the spirit. There's a time where we're going to be heading away and we're going to be in that period of preparation and growth, but it's all by design. Is it a comfortable place? Maybe not the most comfortable place. Growth is never comfortable, but it's all part of the plan and, and preparation that God has for us. Go ahead, brother. So good, brother. I mean, that, that is just so good. I want to go right back to what you talked about, that place of discomfort. You know, many times we're in the comfortable place. That actually is where we're hidden whether it's from ourselves or from others. And what is the best way to get someone out of a comfort zone? You make them uncomfortable. So even if God does not cause the discomfort or he allows the discomfort, it is used to propel you forward into the destiny that he's prepared for you. Because he has never desired any of us to stay in simply a place of comfort because he's called us to a higher place. Yeah. He's called us to a place of success. He wants us to be like the eagle and soar above the opposition to where it can't even reach us. Yeah. Think about it. If you and I are completely comfortable and relaxed, we're not going to do many things that are going to be out awe and wonder. And now to qualify that, let's go back to look at history itself. The greatest inventions that we've ever seen, unfortunately, were because of war. Mm. War is the greatest propellant or the greatest catapult when it comes to people designing and creating new and wondrous inventions. So... Why is that? Well, number one, there's a high need. There's also the very stress that if we don't do something 
way beyond ourselves, we're not going to win this battle and we could be lost. And then there's that discomfort zone. You know, they're, they're completely uncomfortable because, well, what if we're defeated and we're put under subjection? So there's all these discomforts wrapped together, creating this perfect storm for a person to go beyond who they are naturally. Wow. So in that discomfort, they become greater than they could be when they're comfortable. So why should we get so stressed? Just like you said a minute ago, why should we get so stressed in the moment where the stresses and discomforts and the concerns get to us? I mean, yes, they're there. But in the moment, in that midst of that thing, I think it would be more beneficial for to say, God, thank you in this discomfort. Lord, help me to innovate in such a way that I can overcome all the obstacles that the enemy has for me. God, reveal to me what it is you're trying to show me about this hidden place and how I'm supposed to break free from it. Lord, if there's something I'm not seeing that I need to see, help me to see it so that I will accomplish the goals and the visions and the dreams that you've put in my heart. If there's something that's been hidden from my eyes, help it to be seen so that I can be effective for your kingdom. And just because you're effective for the kingdom doesn't mean you have to go out and preach under the fivefold ministry. You could be called to business. You might be called to be a salesman. You might be called to be a CEO or a corporate officer. Or you might even be called to be a secretary or a house mom or a house dad. You never know. Everyone's perfect place is different. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made. And we cannot judge someone else's success by ours because each one of us have a divine purpose that we were created for. Think about it. The guy who reached, that he reached out and he was able to touch Billy Graham. From what I recall, he, tr- he worked hard trying to get people saved in crusades and he got Billy Graham. And my understanding is he was nowhere near as fruitful as Billy Graham was when it came to his crusades. But once he got Billy Graham, God touched Billy Graham so greatly, so strongly, that he used Billy Graham to rock this world. He used Billy Graham to completely transform the atmosphere around him. And even in the times and seasons when Billy Graham was not quite as seasoned in delivering a message... He had the anointing power of God on his life to where when he spoke, God would parts of those that were listening, and they would be drawn to God. They would be drawn unto the Lord. So it wasn't the man, but it was the power of God working through the man. In the same way, whether you're a business person or someone in ministry, If you are flowing in the calling God made you for, not the one that you think you need to be in, the calling that God made you for, the anointing will empower you to do the work. And not only will it empower you to do the work, but you will be above and beyond anything that you could naturally do because it's like God's hand sits upon you. So we need to make sure that those moments of discomfort don't become moments of discouragement, but instead moments that help to propel us forward 
out of that thing that's blinded us or has held us back. We need to allow our vision to become clear, almost like a blind man that has that haze over his eyes. And when he goes to see the doctor, he says, you got cataracts. Well, what happens if someone has cataract surgery? Well, they get the cataracts removed, and sometimes they put new lenses on. Well, when we have God come and invade our situation or completely overtake that situation, it's like he re-skews our vision. He changes the lenses so that they're no longer foggy, but now they're crystal clear. That thing that was hard for us to see once before now is easy to see because we now have the proper optics so that we can see the right range, the right distance, the right depth. But that only happens when we draw nearer to him, when we allow God to be the number one lover of our soul. This is deep. This is deep. We could probably unpack this one for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is a good place for us to put a button on it. And for those of you listening, again, we're talking about the hidden place. Uh, And this is an exciting journey that we're on as believers. But in order to become, in order to take part of this journey, you have to become a believer. You have to become a Christian. You have to become a follower of Christ. And we throw around these words a lot of times, and we don't the word. But a Christian is, is really a follower of Christ. This is a relationship. And so we want to give you an opportunity uh, to take part in this journey, to, to become, and you can do so by simply putting your faith in Christ. So if you would, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, thank you so much for sending your son to die in my place. I thank you that he took on the sin that I committed to give me an opportunity to be in right relationship with you. I accept this sacrifice. I ask you to wash me of all my sins. I receive you into my heart now by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So we believe if you prayed that prayer, that you are now born again, and that you are now taking part of a new journey, an exciting journey. It gets better every day. Get involved in a church where they preach the word, and we'll talk to you guys next time.